0: Hello, a little warning that this podcast contains swears and use of explicit sexual language. Therefore, it is not suitable for those folks under 18 years old or anyone who thinks beating the bishop is a moving chess. Welcome to Smut Drop, a weekly roundup of the more eccentric side to sex and relationships from Metro.co.uk. I'm Miranda Kane, and on this week's show we'll be kicking off Masturbation Month by looking at what the perfect hand would look like for choking the chicken and flicking the bean, getting some top tips from an orgasm coach and seeing if she can answer your common questions about buffing the muffin. If you like what you hear, then please rate, review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And I really hope you're strapped in for this, because I'm about as ready as a cheeky little chicken choker. Welcome to May. Did you know that it's National Masturbation Month? Not day, not week, but month. So if you need me over the next few weeks, you know where I'll be alone. Fortunately, Metro is here to help and have published, and I shit you not, a guide to what your hand would look like if it was designed to give you amazing orgasms. The boffins at Love Honey have been hard at work figuring out what your hand would look like if it hadn't evolved to waste time on shit like holding tools or writing or any of that nonsense, and was built only to bring pleasure to vaginas and penises the world over. It turns out, that if you like to paddle the the pink canoe your hand would have a whole hand vibration tick I'm on board a rabbit thumb for clitoral stimulation a pleasure air ring finger with suction sensations for the clitoris so just imagine like a little tiny hoover hole on your fingertip and a shaped little finger for precision clitoral play I'm trying to give you an oral picture here of what the hand looks like. And it's basically what would happen if I wore all my vibrators like finger puppets. If I saw it in a shop, I'd say, yeah, hello, not a problem. Yes, please. But if I saw it on my date, I'd send them to the doctor. If, however, you're more up for burping the worm, your hand would include an air hole in the center of the palm to deliver suction sensations, hyperflexible joints for prostate play and a wider curved tip thumb for anal play, which basically means it's all very bum focused, lads puts a spin on the phrase put a finger up the bum no harm done it also has wider palms from four inches to nine inches to cover the full shaft which means it's left looking like a a flat-headed spade with a hell of a lot of grip interesting both hands included longer stronger forearms for better reach and endurance hyper flexible joints to enable reaching all pleasure points and thermal control for hot and cold play terrible band but i'm up for the wanking Ladies and gentlemen, frotters and tossers, gays and theys, to keep the celebrations for Masturbation Month going, we've invited a guest who can tell us all about the beauty and benefits of taking just a little bit of pleasurable alone time. She's a somatic sex educator, sexological body worker, and a masturbation and orgasm coach. It's the fabulous Amy Wisefield from JoyfulSelfLove.com.
1: Hello, Amy. Hello, what a fantabulous introduction. Thank you so much, Mary. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, well, what a fantabulous career. Look at all that. (laughs) I feel very blessed to do the work I do. There's no doubt. And I've been inspired by many, many people.
0: I think a lot of those feel very blessed by the work you do as well. So it's it's good stuff. But I'm going to just be a little bit honest here because masturbation and orgasm coach, I get that, somatic sex educator and sexological body worker, those two I'm lost with.
1: So can you explain what somatic sex is? Absolutely. I'm so glad you asked. So soma is from the Latin word, which means body. But in this case, it's body as in... Mind, body, spirit, if you believe in that thing. So it's much larger than what we sort of Westerners think of as body. Mm. It has to do with the fact for me, at least the fact that so many of us are caught up in our heads, right? There's so much performance anxiety. We're in our heads, we're multitasking all day long. And we're basically walking around like as if we have these giant balloon bubble heads, right? And our bodies are like Mm -hmm. tiny little pins. And we're thinking all the time. So somatic sex educator means we focus not so much on the story or what's happening in the head, but what's happening in our body. And very similar for sexological bodyworker, the primary difference being that somatic sex educators, it's sort of branched off of sexological bodyworker, and it means there's a little more training relating to having a trauma-informed focus.
0: I think it's quite interesting that you brought up being like these big bobbleheads because I was reading on your website about how this isn't something you've been doing forever, but you were in a rut. And I think it's a rut that a lot of our listeners can relate to where you were married, you had kids and
1: suddenly you're more focused on the laundry than your libido. So so what changed? Oh, that's such a good question. Yeah, I mean, I do this work because I'm on my own healing journey, right? I've been doing it now for five years. I became a somatic sex educator in 2017. It's a relatively new field, which is why many people haven't heard of it. What changed for me was basically three things. And this is probably true of a lot of people, but there were these life quakes as I got a little bit older, right? Things that just really shook me to my core, like the big waves of life. And those things for me happened to be loss of a parent. Mm. My mother died somewhat suddenly and we were pretty close. And I I woke up just kind of going, am I doing what I want to do with my life? If I died tomorrow, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, have I lived my best, most brilliant life? And Mm. the answer was really no. At the same time, a guy made a pass at me. Not that men hadn't made passes at me before, but it was the first time I really noticed. And I was kind of like, what the fuck? I'm just a middle-aged mom. Like, what, what? What? Like somebody's making a pass at me. I felt very, I felt fat. I felt dowdy. I felt ugly. I did not feel sparkly or radiant or lit up in any way. And so it was really kind of shocking. And yet when this guy made a pass at me and I was able to notice, probably because of these other life quakes in my life, I felt more alive and more, more vibrant than I had in many years. And the other thing that happened is my kids were a little bit older. They didn't need me to manage their play dates. I didn't need to meet their friends' parents. You know? <laughs> so all three of these things just sort of woke me up. And I was left going, like, what is there? What's what there's more to life out there? And what am I what am I missing? And you were missing lots and lots of sex. Yeah, with myself and with others. Yeah. <laughs> what I really was missing, Miri, was pleasure and self-pleasure. And the route had to come through me. It wasn't something I could fix in partnership wasn't something my husband could do for me. It was something I had to learn to do for myself. And it really was about self-pleasure, like literally loving myself, wrapping my arms around myself, feeling my skin, learning what I liked. I had never asked myself, what do I like? I love
0: that as like a sort of starting, just like wrapping your hands around your skin. That's just something we don't do. And we've just had a massive pandemic. And like, at what point do we think, right, let's stop and let's give ourselves a hug?
1: Yeah, exactly right. So, a really easy way to do that, if anybody's listening and wants to do it right now, is you take your right hand, you put it underneath your left elbow, you wrap your left arm around your right shoulder.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I just knocked my microphone by wrapping my arms around my <laughs> shoulders, but oh, and just
1: breathe.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's quite a nice little,
1: that's a real proper wrap around hug, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And we're so touch-deprived, Miri. Like, you know how, I, I don't know how it is for you, but most of, even my friends, we give each other these, if we hug at all now because of the pandemic, right? If we, which is a big if, because it hasn't been happening for two years, but we give each other what I call these A-frame hugs mm. where we like, <laughs> we touch our, we touch our shoulders together, but like, <laughs> whoo, you don't touch the body. The bodies are like, you know, literally like an A-frame, right? Like a yeah. tent. There's really no touch. And they're quick. It's a quick hit. I want like that, you know, long, juicy, two-minute, three-minute hug where I feel the person's belly and my nervous system can just drop into their... We sync. Nervous systems sync. Human beings' nervous systems sync with each other, right? It's like when you're at a concert, everybody gets all raw, rah up or a theater. Again, things we haven't done in two or three years, two years. <laughs> if you recall back in the day when you went to a show, everybody got sort of all hyped up together. So when you touch you're generating oxytocin and you're you're dropping your nervous systems, your breath sinks, your heartbeats sink. One of the really
0: nice things about when you're hugging someone for a long time is when your breath starts to like, your breathing starts to sink up and you just, I know you're just in that moment.
1: So lovely.
0: It is. And do you know what? I never really thought of like a hug being the a part of self-loving and part of the journey you can take by yourself, but it's still totally possible. You can still give yourself a big, massive hug.
1: Oh, absolutely. In the same way that you can masturbate. Yes. In the same way that you can just enjoy, like if you're holding a warm cup of tea in your hands, you can just kind of notice, wow, this feels really nice in my hands. The warmth seeping into my fingertips, the palms of my hands, and you can just go, ah. Uh, this feels really good. Speaking of something
0: warm going into the palm of your hand, let's talk about masturbation. So you're a master, but you're the perfect person. But you're a masturbation coach.
1: Yeah, I'm an ambassador. <laughs> uh, I'm an ambassador for self-pleasure and, and masturbation. And it's so funny. It's like, sometimes I think about Betty Dodson, who is one of my mentors. And I think of her as sort of the, the grandmother of masturbation which cracks me up because of course, masturbation has been happening since human beings have walked the planet. Right. (laughs) But she really was Mm. the one who said, and, and, and who I learned from and, and basically espoused this idea of we are our own best and longest lovers. We will make love with ourselves more than with anybody else on the planet. And so learn, learn what you like and, and do it well. And it's kind of like, Learning to play a musical instrument or learning learning a foreign language, right? You're learning the language of your body. What, is, what are the, the underlying mm. language of your body is sensation. What sensations does your body like?
0: Oh God, loads chocolate mainly and hugging now. <laughs> <laughs> so do you get a lot of people asking you like just basic questions like, am I doing this right?
1: How long do I do it for? What kind of things do people come to you for? the main question is, am I normal? Mm. And yes, we're all normal because guess what? There's no such thing as normal, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Everybody, not everybody masturbates, but most people do. And we get stuck in these childhood masturbation routines or habits where most of us, you know, masturbate very quickly. We masturbate silently and we masturbate in the dark. Under the covers. Mm. We're in hiding from our parents, and then we're in hiding from roommates, and then we're in hiding from our children. So none of us embrace some of the things that help us feel more pleasure, which are opening up the throat being loud, right? Some sound. So things like that. Oh, I saw something about sound. Because I'm all about aural pleasure.
0: I'm hoping I'm saying that right. I don't know. (laughs) What kind of sounds would
1: you encourage? What kind of noises can people make? Whatever comes out of your body is the right noise to make. Oh, me. <laughs> scientifically what's happening is there's something called the vagus nerve which is the primary transmitter of feel-good chemicals in the body it's the primary nerve some people call it the soul nerve for the autonomic nervous system and it connects from the back of the brain all the way down into the pelvis and in, in female bodies it connects directly to the uterus and so when you open your throat and you allow that sort of humming or thrumming or guttural sound in the back of the throat Mm. that is allowing feel good chemicals to run straight through down to the pelvis down to the uterus. And those feel-good chemicals are things like oxytocin, serotonin, dopamine. So these are all things that help your body feel good.
0: So it's not just about masturbation. It's all the things you can do whilst you're masturbating, make a noise, make a sound. What else would you suggest? Like just to give yourself the full benefit of it.
1: Well, I, I happen to use a phrase that helps my clients remember all of the tools at their disposal. And the tools that I use, there are five of them. And the phrase that I use mm. is mm-mm, better sexy time, which is an acrostic. <laughs> I know it's easy to remember, <laughs> isn't it? mm And so the first M in mm stands for mindfulness. Where we place our attention mm. is important. And so, you know, I had to learn not to think about like. The fact that I didn't do the laundry or I forgot to start the dishwasher or shit, I forgot to set up, you know, something for work in the middle of having sex, right? That's what was happening to me. My partner would be giving me oral sex and I'd be like, fuck, what if he looks up and sees my double chin or my belly, Mm. right? Or all of these other things. And so I wasn't really present. I wasn't mindful. So I had to learn to pull my, my mind, my focus, my attention back to what am I feeling in my body? And that can really help improve masturbation. So solo sex and partner sex.
0: Mm. How would you start bringing yourself back into your body?
1: I really like the notice and savor exercise that I talked about before, where you're holding a warm cup of tea and you just notice the pleasure Mm. and you savor. You literally practice for 30 seconds to one minute. It's like, like I said, like learning new language. You start with these teeny tiny baby Mm. steps. So you don't do it for half an hour. You don't do it even for 15 minutes. 30 seconds to one minute. Hey, can I focus on this thing that is bringing me pleasure? It sounds like such common sense, but it's something that we so easily don't do.
0: How many times are we in the fresh air and the sun is shining and we don't? you know, just that whole thing of stop to smell the flowers, isn't it? Just stop and enjoy the oral sex,
1: guys. Come on. It's not that hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's your second? The second M is movement. Mm Mindfulness movement. Perfect. Allow any body impulses for movement to flow. So a lot of us, we like we restrict the movement that we make. We, we don't allow our pelvises to move. We don't wiggle our fingers and toes. We don't open and close our mouths. We don't allow our jaw to drop to allow sound to escape. So just allowing any movement into the body. And one really great way to practice that or to invite that into your body is to move before you masturbate or before you have sex. So like dan- put on some great music that you like and dance. Fucking dance up a storm in your living room or your kitchen. You don't have to go out, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And we, a lot of us make ourselves move for exercise, right? And we're doing these movements that we don't really enjoy. For me, it's all mm. about do the things that bring you pleasure. Do the things that bring you joy. Choose pleasure whenever you have, whenever you can choose pleasure. So movement is the same. Oh, love it.
0: So, okay, I'm doing my, I'm doing my dancing, cracking on.
1: What do I do next, Amy? All you do next is breathe. Mm -mm, Better sexy time. B is for breath. Breath can be used to both ramp up sexual arousal and excitement and slow things down. So if you're trying to get your sexy on and you're not feeling a lot of, you know, hot, juicy flow, start to breathe a little bit faster. Make your inhalations a little bit longer than your exhalations. Make your breath sort of a circle with less of a pause. It's kind of that... That sort of panting noise that we, when we get really hot and heavy in sex, we do that naturally, right? Mm -hmm. So we can kind of call that into our bodies. And for those folks who have trouble and want to slow things down, not trouble, but who maybe want a little more control over when they orgasm, Mm -hmm. slow your breathing down. More exhalation than inhalation. So breath is an awesome tool because it can be used in those two ways. God,
0: I've never thought about breath like being used to, to speed things up or slow it down. It's very bucks fizz. That's great. Okay. <laughs> I'm aware of myself. I've got my mindfulness going on. I've done my grooving. Done my
1: breathing. How do I how do I get this party going? Mm -mm, Better sexy time. Invite some sound into your body, which this is where we started, right? But allow your jaw to soften and start to just let your body make whatever sounds it wants to make. Sound can also help breath move through the body. It can move energy, which is sometimes a little woo-woo for people, right? But it can help energy move through the body. And then after sound, T, better sexy time, T is for touch and talk. So let your hands wander. Start allowing yourself to give yourself these erotic caresses. We started with the hug. But allow allow your fingers, your hands to wander. And I always suggest, like, however you normally masturbate, try something different. If you always use your right hand, what happens if you use your left hand? If you always use two fingers, try three. If you have a death grip, try a relaxed grip and invite all kinds of touch throughout the body. Like, I mean, we have places inside of our elbows, back of the neck, the abdomen, inside the thighs. Like what happens if you scratch and scratch at your thighs or pinch? Mm. So try lots of different kinds of touch and in lots of different places.
0: Why are we not doing this?
1: Like, it seems
0: such a rush thing, especially for women. I feel like we're always more just like the point is to orgasm. There's no stopping and just taking the time for this.
1: Yeah, we're rushing to get off, aren't we? Mm. We're squeezing it in between like the laundry and the kids. Yeah. Honestly, I think the answer to that is that we don't think we're worthy of spending time on ourselves. We don't view masturbation as self-love, which it, it really is. And, and also I think we feel selfish mm. for spending that time on ourselves. And I try to help people reframe. It's not selfish, it's self-full. Fill your own capacity, fill your own battery tank first so that you then have that extra capacity to spend on somebody else, whether it's time with the kids or time with your parents or time with your partner, right? Or walking the dog, whatever it is. Mm.
0: And you're flooding your body with all those delicious hormones that you can't buy from the pharmacy and suppressing all the bad stuff. So it just seems like you said, like just a, a really good way to to keep the day going, I
1: guess, and the nights and then <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's loads of scientific research out there, right, about what masturbation can do for our health. It can reduce stroke. It can reduce heart attack. It can, you know, keep your body a little bit more elastic. It'll keep your skin tone nicer. It'll, it'll, it'll help you glow. It'll help your hair grow. Like, you know, lots Mm. and lots and lots and lots of data on that. I don't need to espouse it, but you know, for people who are really scientifically minded, that data is out there that the research shows self-love masturbation, diddling yourself, whatever you want to call it. It's all healthy. If you could just give one piece of advice, if we could hire like a plane
0: to write on the sky, one piece about masturbation, what would you want it to say? Mm, wow, that's such a good question. I have so many things I'd like it
1: to say. I've only got I've got a small budget, Amy. I'm very sorry. <laughs> All right, two words with an exclamation point. Do it. <laughs> It's such a shame that like, it
0: it feels like some people can wait until they're a lot older, but it can start at any age. So like, what would be the first piece of advice? Say if we've got like some older listeners and they were shamed when they were younger and they want, and they're, but they're trying now, what would be your first piece of advice for them?
1: I would say again, like just start slowly. And I would suggest actually setting a timer. The, the, there's a practice that's called orgasmic yoga, which I'm I'm a fan of. And orgasmic yoga is a 30-minute mindfulness masturbation practice. So you try to masturbate or you do masturbate for 30 minutes. I set a timer. I have an intention. My intention today might be I want to do something different or I want to see the world upside down or I want to... Enjoy the pleasure and not work on getting somewhere, right? Let go of the goal orientation and just focus on the pleasure. 30 minutes for some of my clients and for some people out there who aren't used to masturbating, it's a long time. So maybe Mm. start with just a massage, a full body massage for 10 minutes, right? and just allow yourself to sink into that pleasure for 10 minutes. Allow your hands to wander. Be mindful. Focus on what it feels like and not trying to get someplace.
0: Mm. That just sounds like a really nice
1: half an hour to spend. Anyway, yeah. And let's talk about it. Like, you know, what's your what's your masturbation practice? What do your friends do? Maybe share some of that information with your friends. Destigmatize talking about sex in general because everybody's doing it. Very few people are talking about it. Most people feel guilt or shame or some, you know, kind of negative emotion related to it. And the more we talk about it, the more normal we will all feel doing it.
0: Okay. You go first, Amy. What's your, what's your masturbation practice?
1: I try to masturbate one to two times a week. I sometimes set the timer for 30 minutes and sometimes I don't. I am a huge fan of, and I call them tools, sex tools. I don't call them toys because to me they're not frivolous. I literally did not know that I was, I didn't think that I was orgasming until I was 42 years old and I was introduced to the magic wand, the Hitachi (sighs) magic wand. I needed more vibration on my clitoris. Mm -hmm. The clitoris is the primary sex organ of the female body. It's not the vagina. So- You know, I didn't know what I was doing and I mostly didn't care because I was multitasking and had all these different things I was doing and I had just shelved it. Mm. But when I sort of had this, these life quakes and decided, hey, I need to change something in my life. And I got a magic wand, a vibrator, started to self-pleasure. That was a huge life-changing event for me. So explore with toys. Sometimes, sometimes we need them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I always say this, toys are there to, to enhance and not replace.
1: Yeah. And well, sometimes people really can't orgasm without them. And they worry about the reliance on them. And I say, who gives a flying fuck? Like, <laughs> as long as you are feeling pleasure, that's the important part. And it often does not require expensive toys. Like, sometimes I'll use what I call pervertibles, which are just... <laughs> household (laughs) items that I turn into sex tools or toys. So like my wooden spatula or wooden spoon or the leather fly swatter or the feather duster, right? I mean, if it's a fly swatter, I haven't used it on flies, right? But, you know, things around that, you don't have to go out and spend $150 on a new toy. You can use the whisk, roll the whisk along your skin or along your inner thighs and just feel, what does that feel like? Notice, tune in, be mindful, right? There's lots and lots of pleasure to be found. We're just, we put ourselves in these little boxes and we don't allow ourselves to change and it Mm. becomes habitual. Yeah, I had a recent discussion with a
0: friend of mine about like, because he was asking, you know, about different sex toys and things you can use in the bedroom. And I'm exactly the same. It's all around you. Open up the freezer and you've got an ice cube you can use. That's- Oh yeah. (laughs) I've been doing like more research into, because it's masturbation month. So I was doing sort of some research about what different toys are offering. And one of them was saying about how it uses temperature control from like hot and cold. And I'm like, I have never done that in my masturbation practice. So I think I might bring that in. What kind of things, Amy, you're the right person to ask about what kind of things can I do for hot and cold temperatures in masturbation practice?
1: Anything that is um, metal, Mm -hmm. stainless steel toys, of course, but also Mm -hmm. like you could just put a fork in your freezer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you've got not only the coldness of the fork, but the the tactile sensation of the tines. And then try a spoon, right? What does that feel like? That smoothness of that metal. So I'm a big fan of metal for sensation play. Glass can also be used for sensation play. And all kinds of foods, as you said, like, you know, I kind of like, I'm partial to vegetables because they can be whittled down. So, you know, a cucumber or a zucchini just out of the fridge, that's Mm -hmm. really cold. Our bodies are not fridge temperature. Yeah, I do caution, don't put anything inside the human body that is like sugary or can change the pH, right? No lollipops going into vaginas, nothing like that. Temperature play, yeah, open up your fridge, open up your freezer, boil something in hot water, heat up some massage oil. I actually just use a crock pot. I put a jar of coconut oil in a crock pot, and I just let it warm up. It turns liquidy, and it's a lovely massage oil. feels great on the skin. So... I'm a big fan of that.
0: Very nice. I love that, the coconut oil. Oh, I've got some in the I've got some in my cupboard. <laughs> I know what I'm doing tonight.
1: Yeah, exactly. Many of us <laughs> do. Right. Do you find that you get more women coming to you than men, or is it It's pretty balanced? It's interesting. I I mean I got into this work because I was I was working on myself. And after I took a Betty Dodson Body Sex workshop, which is something that I teach now. I literally wanted to walk up to every female body I saw on the street and and sort of shake them and be like, are you alive? Do you know it's possible? Are you living your best, (laughs) most lit up, brilliant life? And then I got into my practice and found out, you know what? Actually, women don't stop and ask for directions because we shelve sex. Because mostly there's this continuum of either you're the Madonna, the virginal white, or you're a whore, Mm -hmm. right? There's not a lot of room in the middle is the is the cultural indoctrination which is hogwash right yeah. not true at all yeah men are indoctrinated to uh, believe that sex their sex life is really important and so when it comes to sex men stop and ask for directions <laughs> so i was at the beginning getting a lot of men who really wanted more ejaculatory control. Mm. And also we're very performance anxiety focused and stressed. We're all stressed. We're all stressed and we're all traumatized, right? Because we live in a sex negative, sex shaming, patriarchal culture that doesn't celebrate anything outside of a very narrow construct of what it is to be in a female body or a male body. And so most of us don't fit into that narrow definition and, and we suffer. Yeah. So the other thing about this masturbation practice is it's empowering. It's empowering. It allows you to broaden. It allows you to feel into your whole self, whether it's not fitting in or wanting to expand your gender or your sexuality or how you dress or how you speak, or allowing yourself to ask for what you want, it's very empowering. You walk through the world in a different way when you are empowered sexually.
0: Yeah. It feels like you're you're learning more about your body so you can then stay there within your own body or you can teach it to another person or
1: people and let them embrace your empowerment. Absolutely. <laughs> and we light each other up, right? Every single person. Mm. I mean, I, I sometimes say healing the world one orgasm at a time, <laughs> one body at a time. People are happy, aren't perpetuating violence. It's good for the human. It's good for myself, but it's also good for my friends and neighbours. It's good for my community. It's good for these neighbouring cities. It's good for the planet, (laughs) right? Uh, uh, That's what you need to get written on the sky. Wank. It's good for the planet. Oh, yes. You're hired. You're the slogan writer. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
0: Amy, so we would normally have a listener story section, but instead I asked for an AMA. I tried to get everyone to ask me anything last week and we had a few come in about masturbation. So I thought whilst we have you, I should ask an expert, would that be okay? I'd love that. Absolutely. Thank you. Yay. Okay. So uh, I'm not going to put any names to these just in case, you know, keep everyone's anonymity, but certainly my friend Nick asks <laughs> how often is too, in a minute. How often is too
1: often? Hi, Nick. <laughs> what I would say, the, the only reason I would say it's too much is if it's interfering with your with your everyday life. So if Mm. you're not going to work because you're staying home and watching porn, that's too much, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. If you have a regular partner and you're no longer interested in having sex because you're wanking all the time, that's probably too much. The general rule of thumb is if it's interfering with, you know, sort of a healthy, normal, everyday life, then it's too much.
0: I think that's fairly sensible, I think the only time it's ever interfered with mine is I did miss a bus once because I was having a bit of a moment. But, I mean, that, you know, that was fine. I was only half an hour late. It's fine.
1: Watch the next (laughs) mess. Give yourself permission to be late. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You'll feel better. Do you know what, Amy? I did. I
1: did. It was worth it. Does masturbation help improve orgasms? Absolutely. Why does masturbation help improve orgasms? Because now you know a little bit more about what you like. You can either do that yourself or you can help guide and teach your partner. Also, when we allow ourselves to masturbate, like keep going. Just because I've had one orgasm doesn't mean I need to stop. I used to think that I could only have one orgasm and I was done. And the truth is that all people, all bodies are multi-orgasmic. And this is true for men also. Men often will equate and mix up orgasm and ejaculation. And the truth is that orgasm comes before ejaculation for men by microseconds or something. I don't actually know the time, but a short little time frame, And so they think that when they ejaculate, that that's the orgasm. And if they can orgasm and not ejaculate, which is a practice, some people actually practice semen retention so that they can have multiple orgasms. And the same is true for women. So I'm not saying everybody needs to work on this, but just know that it's possible. So that's another Mm. thing that you learn when you masturbate. Hey, I can keep going if I have a masturbation practice and I'm, and I'm going for 30 minutes, like most women can get off in four minutes, right? Mm. So if I have a masturbation practice and I'm going for 30 minutes, that means I'm going to keep going. It means I'm going to, you know, I might back off of touching my clip because it's super sensitive after I've had an orgasm, but then I mm. allow that feeling to build up again. And I learn that I'm actually multi-orgasmic. So yes, masturbation will help your orgasms.
0: I'm definitely going to have to do a second podcast on semen retention. That sounds like a lot less fuss and muss. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and a last one, uh, am I ruining real sex if I do it with myself too
1: much? Well, I would reframe the real sex part. I think this is another way, this is another disservice that the patriarchy has done to female bodies, indoctrinating us all to think that real sex means penis and vagina. It's hogwash. It doesn't. All Mm. kinds of other things are real sex. Expand your definition of real sex, right? Real sex is simply intimacy, Mm. connection. It can be with yourself or it can be with somebody else, right? So just expand your definition of what real sex is. Do I think masturbation gets in the way of real sex? No, I think masturbation is real sex. (laughs) Masturbation is real sex. (laughs) Oh, that's another, that's another great. thank
0: you. Yes. Amy, thank you so much for being our guest here today. Where can people find more from you?
1: My website is joyfulselflove.com. I'm also on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram, but frankly, I'm not real great with social media because I'm busy with my clients. So reach out to me through my website Mm -hmm. if possible and through social media if it's not. But most importantly, yeah, just just start winking because it's healthy, because pleasure is healing and pulling.
0: My thanks to the fabulous Amy Weisfeld there. Oh my God. What a job. What a woman. I learned so much there. I really love that. Mm -mm, Better sexy time technique. Remember mindfulness, movement, breathing, sound and touch. I never really thought that movement would play such a role in your masturbation practice and uh, breathing, but I, I found it really interesting. And of course, it's like total common sense just to take time out and just remember to get back into your body when you're receiving pleasure, just to to sit and enjoy it just for 30 seconds and not worry about whether you've you've fed the cat or, or taken the bins out enjoy it We want more. If you've got a question, a query, anything you want answered, then you can send me a voice note on Instagram. I'm at Miri Kane, M-I-R-A-K-A-N-E. Or you can email smutdrop at metro.co.uk. And if you want to hear the ones that we answer, then remember to subscribe right now. I've been Miranda Kane. Smut Drop was produced by Pineapple Audio Production for metro.co.uk and I am, as ever, desperate for your validation, so please leave me a review and I promise we'll be best friends forever. In the meantime, I will be back to prick up your ears next week.